Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone. So glad to have you back this week. It's been a fun few games for the Atlanta Braves, beating up on the Mets. As always, that's a great thing, even if the Mets are, you know, not a good team this year. It's so fun to see. But this week, we're going to be talking about what a lot of fans have been talking about for the, since the trade deadline, really, is the fifth starter spot and why... Yanni Chirinos went out and things like that. So let's take this episode and really dig into that and dissect that. It's going to be a lot of fun. As always, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe and share with your friends so in case they haven't heard of this show yet. Thanks. Alright, before we jump into the fifth starter role, there's some really interesting stats that I wanted to share with you all for the Braves. And it's always, you know, it's fun to talk about stats. It's one of the reasons why we do this podcast. So, let's start with this. As of August 24th, before they played their game, if the, Bra- the Braves were to go 500 the rest of the way, meaning they win half their games, lose half their games. They are on pace for 105 wins. The Phillies, on the other hand, would have to go 32-3 and the rest of the way to pass the Braves in the division. That is a 914 win percentage. It's not going to happen, especially considering the Braves have... There's only five teams with an easier schedule than the Braves, The Phillies are right in the middle of the pack when it comes to strength of schedule. So it's not going to be it's not going to be an easy path for the Phillies to catch the Braves at this point with only 35-ish games left to go. 36 for the Braves, 35 for the Phillies. Another fun stat is that with the Braves run differential that they have right now, they are on pace to have their best run differential, meaning they've the gap between the runs that they've scored on the season and the runs that they've given up. They're on pace to have their best run differential since the year 1897 when they were the Boston Bean Eaters. And that's even better than the 1998 Braves who hold the record for the most regular season's wins with 106. 
the Braves currently are on pace for 105 wins. So they do need to pick up the pace a little bit to beat that record if they wanted to. The odds of that happening are okay. It's just that near the end of the season, the Braves might start resting some players to get ready for the playoffs. I doubt they're going to be chasing the regular season record. I think the front office would rather see a World Series and not players getting hurt if they can help it and have players refreshed for the playoffs, especially considering the Braves exited earlier in the playoffs than much would have hoped last year. As far as one percentage goes, if they were to beat the 106 mark and have 107 wins, then it would be their best performance win percentage-wise since 1898. When they were 18, that's right, when I'm talking about the Boston Eaters, I'm talking about the 1800s, since 1898. So, the Braves' regular season is on pace for some some great numbers. Some other great numbers I wanted to talk about is that, as much as, you know, love him or hate him, Marcelo Zuna has gone on a scorcher in August. The only player with the higher runs created plus than Marcelo Zuna in the National League is Mookie Betts. Right now, after last night, Marcelo Zuna has a runs created plus of 197 in the month of August. Mookie Betts has a 242, which is absolutely insane. I mean, you know, that's a, like one of the best months ever. So I don't think that Marcelo Zuna is going to catch Mookie Betts any other month out of the year. Marcelo Zuna would be the front runner for player of the month. And as we've said, I've said on Twitter already, the Braves have six Player of the Week awards in, uh, given out by Major League Baseball. Only the next best team in the National League is the Cincinnati Reds with three. The Braves have had double that, and they have a player that's worthy of most months winning Player of the Month this month. So the Braves are not slowing down, and it's. The, I think the most fun part is that when one player cools off, another player heats up, and that's what's been so fun. The Atlanta Braves right now, every single player, every single one of their starters, with at least includes including this includes Ozzy Albies, since even though he's hurt right now, any player on the Braves with at least 200 plate appearances has an OPS plus of 100 or more, which means that they have an adjusted on base percentage. That is at least league average or better. The entire lineup. That's insane. All right, let's take a little break and jump into the fifth starter for the Braves. All right, let's talk about Yanni Chirinos, okay? So many fans were wondering why the Braves were using him in the fifth starter role. And, you know, I get it. He was not performing well. Prior to that, he was not performing well. In fact, let's look at some of his numbers when he pitched for the Braves. He had five starts for the Braves. During those five starts, he only averaged about four and a half innings per game. He had an ERA of 9.27. His FIP was a 5.28, showing he was quote-unquote unlucky by about four runs, uh, four run runs per average, but 5.28 is still terrible. His strikeout-to-walk ratio was decent at 3.14. That's 8.86 strikeouts for nine innings, but he had a terrible walks plus 
hits per inning pitched whip. He had a 1.790. Hitters had an insanely good slash line against him, hitting 344, 390, 552. That is a 943 OPS. In case you're wondering how good that is, remember how we said every starter on the Atlanta Braves has an OPS plus of 100 or more? Only two players on the Atlanta Braves have an OPS higher than 943, and you can guess who they are, Matt Olson and Ronald Acuna. Every other player on the Braves does not have an OPS plus that high, and Chirinos was averaging that every outing he went out there to pitch. So imagine a player of Matt Olson's caliber on average every single at-bat versus Chirinos. That's how other teams were performing against him. That is not good. However, fortunately for the Braves, out of, so this will never happen again. A, a pitcher having that high of an... I mean, it may, but you get what I'm saying. The odds of this are so extremely slim. The Braves went 4-1 and one in his five starts. Another reason why you don't look at win-loss records with a pitcher or how teams perform specifically with a specific pitcher pitching and take that as how well the pitcher did. A pitcher that had a 9.27 ERA over a five-game stretch, and the team still won four out of five of those games. Odds of that happening are extremely slim. There's a reason why Chirinos is not on the roster anymore. And if if I can be honest with you guys, it was not due to a real injury. I think this was a phantom injured list stint. What I mean by that is that sometimes teams... Whether you agree with it or not, is they will say a player is injured so that they can place them on the injured list rather than exposing them to waivers. All right, so that's one of the reasons uh, why that might be possible. The only thing that's interesting to me though is that Fangraphs is saying Chirinos has a an option left, which means that they can option him back to AAA. Mark Bowman is saying that he is not. So that's why I lean towards it being a phantom IL stint because they would have to expose him to waivers if he does not have any minor league options left. However, he is under team control next year, which means that if the Braves were to keep him for the rest of the year on their roster, he would be under team control next year. And they do believe, it appears that the Atlanta Braves do believe that Chirinos does have good stuff if he can find it. Prior to his Tommy John surgery, he had a career ERA of 3.65 in 234.1 innings. That's 17% better than league average. He had a really good whip of 1.139, 3.49 strikeouts uh, per walk. And, of course, his StatCast data showed he got a little bit lucky there. But that's definitely good enough to be a fifth starter, especially if you're going to be paying close to league minimum to have him on your team. At least that or some bullpen depth at a minimum. And why not keep him on the roster and see how the offseason plays out and see if you want him on the team next year or not. They got him for next to nothing. Might as well do that. And that really spurs the ultimately why he was the fifth starter the Braves have such a massive lead that in their division that I don't think that a lot of fans are used to this they don't realize that the Braves are so far ahead that they can literally sacrifice wins 
just to keep a player on the roster for next year and it not phase anything. Truly, like I said earlier in the podcast, how bad the Phillies or how bad the Braves would have to play and how good the Phillies would have to play to catch them, it's virtually impossible. Also, there is no need to add a fifth starter at the trade deadline when you're that far ahead because there won't be a fifth starter in the playoffs. Teams do not utilize a fifth starter in the playoffs. One that you might remember for sure that really sticks out is Julio Tehran. Remember, he was he was a staple for the Braves rotation for years, but then when the Braves finally made the playoffs, he didn't even make the roster because he was their fifth starter. And, of course, we wanted to see Julio on the roster just because we like him, but he didn't make the roster because they had no use for him because he was the fifth starter and the Braves don't utilize a fifth starter. Of course, there was a lot. That's only one side of the coin. A lot of fans were saying, well, why use Torino's? If they have guys like Winans or Smith Schalver or Soroka, Jared Schuster, guys like that. Well, here's the thing. I already pointed out how they wanted to keep him for next year, Chirinos, that is. But that being said, Soroka, some fans might not know this, okay? I mean, every fan knows the injury history he has, and they're trying to stretch him out. But they're really, really trying to stretch him out over this entire season. Because even though he's performed well in AAA as far as rate stats go, like ERA and things like that, and he wasn't as bad as Torinos in majors, here's the thing. Over his 15 starts in the minor leagues this season, he has averaged 5.18 innings. And when I say 5.18 innings, I don't mean whenever you hear like 5.1 innings, typically that means five and a third this actually, this literally means like less than that. So it's about five innings per. I mean, literally 5.18 innings per game. So that means that he's averaging right at five innings per game over 15 starts, and he's only averaging about 81 pitches per game. They're not letting him. He's on a soft pitch count here. That's pretty clear. Over 15 starts in the minors. They, he is averaging 81 pitches per game, which has come out to right around five innings per game. That's not necessarily, if you have a guy up in the majors literally just eat innings, you don't want Mike Soroka up there. Right now, Mike Soroka needs to get healthy so that the Braves can utilize him next year. They're going to need him. It sucks for Mike Soroka. As fans, we'd love to see him up there. I would. You would, most likely. But it kind of doesn't make sense with the method that they're taking to try to really truly stretch him out and make sure that he's truly healthy so he will not injure himself again. As for Smith Schalver, yes, he is a highly ranked prospect. On some rankings, he's as high as 55 best prospect in Major League Baseball, some down to 61. However, he's only 20 years old. He only has 133.1 innings pitched in the minors for his career. There is no need to rush his development by bringing him up to Major League Baseball. Yes, he'll see better hitters in Major League Baseball than where he's at. However, there not as much time can be spent on him developing. All the development and all the labs and everything that players go down go through, most of the time that's 
a large majority of them are in the minors. That's why a lot of times teams like Alec, uh, like the Blue Jays sending Alec Manoa down to work on his stuff in the minors. The Braves are, develop players well. That's why they've been so good. Let the Braves develop uh, AJSS, if you will. Down in the minors, he's young. Get him developed. There's no reason to bring him up and rush his development just to be the fifth starter of a team that does literally doesn't even need a fifth starter. Well, the Braves did decide to go with Winans, as we know. Uh, once they put Chirinos on the injured list, we saw that. But he promptly got shelled by the Mets, and the Braves brought up Jared Schuster right afterwards to replace him. And uh, one thing that a lot of fans might not realize is there is a new rule that it used to be if a player had a minor league option remaining, that player could be optioned between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball as many times as a team wanted throughout the season, right? So that that's why a few years ago you saw a ton of different spot starts from all different types of guys for for the Braves. You know that we you know the Bryce Wilson era, we saw a lot of players go back and forth between the minors and majors all the time. You might not have noticed this year, the Braves do have have had a lot of different fifth starters, but what you haven't seen is guys like Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth like you would have in the past. That's because teams are limited to only three optioning a player three times in a year now so like a guy like jared schuster if they were to option him back to the minors a fourth time he would automatically be exposed to waivers and teams could pick him up the braves do not want to do that it doesn't make any sense so the braves have been careful with that this year which fortunately I, th- I thought that that might be an issue for the Braves as far as depth goes because that's one of the things that the Braves are really good at. So they don't have a very strong farm system, but what they do have is depth for that fifth starter position. They've had that for years, and it's helped really well. So I was worried about that, and they've proven this year that this hasn't really been a worry. Now, their fifth starter ERA is really, really bad, but they haven't needed it, if that makes sense. Do we know if Kyle Wright will be back? We don't. Uh, he has he has scheduled his first rehab start, but the odds of him getting ramped up and being playoff ready, kind of slim. And yes, he had a really good year last year, but years prior to that were not excellent. Uh, he did have that really good postseason start, but he's not the type of player like a Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander where, well, even if they're not fully ramped up, we're going to still start them in the playoffs. So I'm not sure if Kyle Wright will pitch this year on the Major League roster or in the playoffs, but we do know kind of what it appears we do know why the front office did not spend anything on a fifth starter. Why, yes, I get it, you could you know, throw a lottery ticket prospect out there and, and get something back potentially, but... To think that the front office did not attempt to make a trade, that made sense. That we will never know. But odds heavily favor that Alex Anthopoulos looked at available starting pitchers and did not want to give up what other teams were asking. 
Could he have gotten a guy like Michael Lorenzen for cheap? Sure. We, we don't know exactly what happened in that situation. But there really, truly was no reason to add a fifth starter. As I said earlier in the podcast, the Braves are on pace to have their best run differential since 1897. It's not like the Braves are really, truly struggling at preventing runs or scoring more runs than their opponent, if you will, because that's the ultimate goal. And many, many teams would be jealous of a top three of Spencer Strider, Max Fried, and Charlie Morton going into the playoffs. Not to mention that Bryce Elder and Charlie Morton have both been pitching fairly well over the past two starts. So if they continue that over into the playoffs, the Braves will easily have the best rotation in the playoffs already. Then and they're going to have the best offense. And they're going to the Braves have a top 5 bullpen in Major League Baseball. So, you know, the Braves didn't have a lot to add and I'm really excited to see what the playoffs hold. You know, there is uh, a lot to be said about how a lot of fans and a lot of analysts say a lot of it when it comes to the playoffs. It comes down to who's hot at the right time. We saw it with the Phillies last year. We saw it with the Nationals when they won the World Series in 2019. So we know that that can happen. But at the same time, I like it when the odds are high that your favorite team is going to make it to the World Series. And currently the Braves have about a 26% chance of making it to the World Series. And the next best odds is the Dodgers at 19%. So the Braves are looking pretty solid. I am going to go to the World Series this year, at least one game, if the Braves make it. So I'm really, really hoping that they do. I wasn't able to go last year, not last year, last World Series, because my son was just born. And, of course, I'm going to stay home with my son and my wife when he was just born. But I'm looking forward to this year, and hopefully the Braves make it to the World Series. Even if they don't, it's been a fantastic regular season and it's really funny talking about the regular season like this how it's been a fantastic regular season when there's still 35 games left but with such a massive lead it's almost like I mean already with 35 games left the only thing the Braves really have yet left to play for is home field advantage throughout the playoffs and that's really what they're playing for right now they've got a series against the Dodgers coming up and after that after they have that series with the Dodgers, that's really the only team left on their schedule that is close to their level. And so once they get through that game through the, with the Dodgers, if they can you know, win the majority of those games, they're going to put a big gap on home field advantage on the Dodgers if they can do that. If not, the Dodgers are going to inch toward home field advantage. The Braves currently have a five-game lead on them for home field advantage, but the Dodgers could make up some room with that. The Dodgers are hot right now. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman are playing out of their minds. The Dodgers are getting healthy. So there's a good chance that the Dodgers could catch the Braves. Not 100% sure. The Braves do have an easier schedule, though. So we'll see. All right, that's this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Braves Country Cooking Podcast feed. Don't forget to share it either. Like, whatever, in case people don't know that the new feed exists. 
It's been really fun getting some new listeners through this feed. I really appreciate your listenership. It's why I do what I do. I love doing this. And don't forget to like the Facebook page, or you can follow Twitter at Braves Dugout Pod or my personal Twitter at Sports. I guess it's not Twitter anymore, it's X, but whatever. You can email the show at bravesdugout at gmail.com for any business inquiries or anything like that. As always, go Braves. <laughs>